spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system. Welcome to the 145th Annual Subliminal Deception Podcast, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit. My name is Cody. I'm joined my pal, Phil. How are you? Doing good, buddy. How about yourself? Uh, not doing too bad. I would suck Spring's cock if he would uh, come sooner, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just tired of the cold weather, man. I just, oh my God. Uh, yeah, I heard Canada has... Uh, what'd you say? It, it sprung down as cold weather upon Arizona. Yeah, basically we're getting you know Canada shitting on us right now with their cold air. So some kind of Canadian or cold air dip, whatever you want to call it. Basically, it was down to about thirty-eight degrees yesterday and rainy. So Damn. not very fun. I actually I went to go get gas today. Um, I don't know. It's it's Thursday. Russia just invaded Ukraine, so I'm pretty sure gas is going to go up by tomorrow. So I made sure to go get some gas. There was a guy who looked like our old pal Jimmy Dar. Whoa. I just wanted to mention that. Looked exactly like him, except for this dude had gray hair. The same basic kind of hair, except it was all gray. He was driving like a classic car, and basically I was trying to get my gas and he started like yelling motherfucker out the window at me. So I think it actually might have been him. Just an older version of him. He yelled motherfucker at you. Yeah. He yelled motherfucker at me just like a Kentuck. So yeah, I'm pretty sure it might have been him. So he's like, fuck all y'all. Pretty much. Yeah. Fuck y'all. No, uh, was it a black fox body 5-0 Mustang with duct tape holding the headlights in? <laughs> No, it wasn't. It was uh some it was like a Chevy. Uh some kind of car I I had, didn't recognize. Really classic okay. car. Like looked like it was from the 50s. <laughs> and if you had the ashtray with like cigarettes literally stacked up like the Eiffel Tower uh coming out of it, then you would know it, it was Jimmy. You I would assume if it was him, he would at least like come over and talk to you, not just say motherfucker. <laughs> no, it obviously wasn't him. You always saw that in any vehicle that he was driving. The the planter ashtray, that looked like an ice cream cone. It was so full of cigarette butts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of cigarette butts, obviously, as you said, Russia has officially invaded Ukraine. If we have any Ukrainian listeners out there, I hope you've made it out of the country safely. But did you hear... That Russia has captured the one thing they were after the entire time, Phil. What is that? The Chernobyl uh, nuclear plant. They recaptured it. Really? No, I did not hear that. Yeah, they are in control of it right now. Um, <laughs> hopefully they let the people who are there stopping it from doing whatever. Uh, hopefully they let them continue to prevent any more spread of nuclear uh, radiation but I guess that remains to be seen yeah I don't know I thought that they 
put a brand new dome on top of that a few years ago. Did or they? they were planning on doing that. Like a brand new concrete bunker over top of it. So Well, you know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I would hope so. But um you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna admit, Phil, I'll play dummy. I thought Chernobyl was in Russia itself. Uh, I wasn't aware it was in Ukraine. Yeah, I was not aware. I knew it was in Soviet countries, Soviet bloc countries, but I yeah, I also assumed that it was in Russia. So So that's uh interesting. I never I know would you ever visit that place if you were given the opportunity and proper equipment to wear? I would visit it and I would make sure to have one of those Geiger counters with me just to make sure that I wasn't, you know, getting too close to anything. But seeing seeing basically that city almost like uh a Pompeii style, you know, destruction. Everyone's just kind of a blink and you miss it gone. Like everyone just left town immediately. They dropped their shit and walked out. So be very interesting to see. I know something about that is just very eerie, but interesting at the same time. Like um, this was many years ago, but I remember on Vice they had, they were talking about like those skyscraper apartments in China that nobody lived in. Yes. Do you remember those? What a weird thing, but uh, it would be interesting to see it. I assume maybe people are living in them by now. Yeah, so they China built those buildings, and they built those entire cities like in anticipation of people living there. So kind of mm. almost like overflow areas for people to move into. So hopefully they're not forcibly relocated. Hopefully they have the choice to move there. But <laughs> It is China, so you never know. But uh, but yeah, other than that, that's kind of the big world news. I'm sure we'll be hearing a lot more about uh, Russia and Ukraine in the near future. But yeah, hope, uh, hopefully they get off of their COVID kick and they, you know, talk a little bit more about world events. Maybe this will lead us to, you know, ending this whole COVID thing, not having to wear masks or any more restrictions. So, right. That uh, I think. From what you've said, I have a feeling that Minnesota and Arizona, like the climate's quite a bit different, but I think you guys kind of had that last wave uh, way before we did. Yeah, ours is pretty much gone. Like I, I mentioned, a few, you don't really even see anyone in line for the COVID testing sites anymore. You used to see vehicles backed up, you know, two blocks down. Now you don't see anyone even going there anymore, so... I wonder if that's because uh, that could be uh, a lot of people got the government in home tests. I don't know if you did. Yeah, actually, um, they are. There's programs around town that are like passing them out. So that's good because the fucking scalpers were ridiculous um, for trying to get those just to take one at home. Why not just go get one? They were free. You know, you yeah. had to wait in line a little bit, but I would trust someone else doing it more than I would trust me. I would assume that I I didn't do it correctly if I did it at home. You so. know what? I, I kind of realized today how much I hate price gougers and scalpers. Um, so they, last thing before we get going here, they had, they released one of the Vikings players themed cereal, right? Um, just yep. a one-off thing. It was released today. They were sold out. And it was on eBay already for five hundred dollars, just for the what val like vanity cereal that it's kind a, of deal. It's or? a cereal and like a starter jacket thing, or not a start, some sort of a 
Cinnamon Toast Crunch Vikings themed shirt thing uh, and like a picture of the player. This okay. thing costed $50 from the website and they're already gouging it to $500. Yeah, I imagine. Well, I mean, they've been doing that with the what the Xbox Series X ever and since it PS5. came out. Basically, people will go on the websites, like figure out where they are, go pick them up, and then try to resell them immediately. Not even, I hate, not I even hate, trying to open the box. I, I hate it. I hate it, man. The same problem yeah. with graphics cards. If you're a uh, computer uh, game player, good luck. That's all I'm gonna say. But. Uh, Anyway, Phil, why don't you take the reins, lead us into this week's conspiracy? All right. So this week, I wanted to hit on a conspiracy that seems to be resurging in popularity on the internet lately over the past few months. So let me start by asking you a simple question, Cody. How reliable do you think the human memory is? Well, uh, I think it's pretty reliable, but I do think that when you have two people who remember events happening in different ways it causes problems so i feel like this happens to me a lot where i remember a series of events happening a certain way and then someone tells me no 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 it didn't happen this way and then i feel like a fucking crazy person does that happen to you yeah that happens to me quite a bit especially when I'm approached with stories from my uh, my youth when I used to drink quite a bit more. <laughs> so when there's a group of people who remember, you know, me doing certain things, but me thinking that I did like other things. So, yeah, when there's a dispute there. Alcohol and marijuana, the ultimate memory eraser. Yeah, it was just the just the alcohol for me back then. But well, it was saying, enough. We don't want to we don't want to leave our stoner listeners out in the cold, Phil. They they might actually suffer from. Worse memory loss than the drinkers. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, the whole alcohol thing, it probably didn't help that I maybe drank a little bit too much, a little too often during my early college years. But I, you know, basically get reminded of things, things that had happened, things that I had done, and I completely remember them differently or didn't remember them all. But I mean, that's a pretty simple question to ask anyone, Uh, depending on whose memory you're talking about, though, you may have many different answers. Well, some people believe that their memories of the past are perfectly credible, even though, like most true crime fans would know, that eyewitness testimony is actually one of the least reliable forms of evidence that can be used. Uh, Memories can easily be skewed for self-serving purposes and possibly even manipulated via nefarious tactics. Oh, this is... uh... This is without a doubt true. Um, I think when they're manipulated using, you know, nefarious tactics, I think we nowadays call that gaslighting. Yeah. I mean, if you, I listen to a lot of small town murder, they always talk about, they, they kind of highlight whenever there's the interrogation and these small town police forces always keep people in those offices for hours and hours. Basically, by the time they force a confession out of them, that person just really wants to go home and they'll remember whatever they, you know, they were manipulated into remembering, basically. Yeah. uh, Making a murderer one of the most popular examples of that happening. Definitely. He just wanted to go home and watch WrestleMania and instead he got first degree murder charges. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Even though no one's memory or like it's absolutely perfect. Most people believe that theirs is correct. 
even when their their memory is disputed by everyone around them. But what happens when someone's seemingly false memory of the past is corroborated by others who also misremember the same event? That is when it falls into the now popular again syndrome that has been sweeping across the internet lately, known as a Mandela effect. Yes, very, very popular. Um, I think almost everybody I talk to has heard of a Mandela effect anymore. Yes. Yeah, they were really popular about, I think, like five or six years ago. They kind of fell off a little bit. People kind of got sick of them. But I've seen them pop up all over the place on the Internet now. You know what's interesting? Uh, It's maybe a little off topic from the Mandela effect, but literally yesterday, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Maybe it's yesterday or the day before. I swear to God, everybody I came into contact to, contact with, had some sort of brain fog or like just, it was just weird. It was almost like everybody I interacted with was just having brain farts left and right. I don't know why. And then like you go today, everybody's completely fine. It's kind of weird how like all together that happens. Have you ever noticed that? Almost kind of like it's a community thing. Yeah. 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 I I don't know. I've been having like kind of like my days lately where I've been a little bit foggy. I have heard that having Omicron or, you know, maybe COVID in general can give you those kind of like basically like foggy brain days. Yeah. So some uh, effects of long, what do you call it? Long COVID or something. Yeah. Basically where your brain just kind of goes cruise control for a bit. <laughs> So. You know what? I think you'd rather have that than like the uh, the uh, shit with the lungs or other organs. So hopefully you only have that one. Yeah, I would definitely take a foggy brain over not being able to taste or smell. Ugh. That would be shit. Yeah. yeah, that's not great. We love eating here. Oh, yeah, definitely. Now, what exactly is a Mandela effect? And it is defined as a situation in which a large people believes that an event occurred in a certain way when it actually did not though it could also refer to other things from the past as maybe remembering the way a popular brand image looks or how that brand's name is spelled even remembering a popular brand or movie slash television show that never actually existed or didn't exist in the form that they thought it was existing in all right now do you want uh can i mention one of the Ones that I've first heard about. I don't know if you're going to talk about it later on. The uh, the old Berenstein Bears. Well, I mean, I, I was going to bring that up, obviously. That's okay. one of the bigger ones. But yeah, go for it. I mean, the thing is, I've been looking up these for the past week now. And there is, there's literally thousands of these <laughs> Mandela effects out there. So, I mean, if I don't mention that, obviously, I'll mention something else. So, so the I think that... The Bernstein Bears, that's how I still fucking remember that stupid book series, but um, that was the one that I heard. That I think that was the first one I ever heard, and I think that was the one that like blew my mind and blew a lot of people's minds. Yeah, that one didn't blow my mind as much. I'm going to kind of get into it later, like why that specific Mandela effect might be kind of, you know, out there in the ether. Uh, why it kind of fucks people up, and kind of why it also might be easily explainable, too. Okay, we will wait for that ex- uh, explanation then. Yeah, but the Berenstain Bears one, when I first heard it, it, yeah, it also did fuck me up, too. <laughs> but 
Now, as far as conspiracy theories go, the Mandela effect is actually pretty young, with the term only being coined in about 2009-2010, when Fiona Broom, after recalling the memory that she had had of Nelson Mandela dying in a South African prison in the 1980s, when she brought this up at a conference, uh, kind of really figuring out for the first time that it didn't actually happen. She was kind of fucked up in the same way you were with the Berenstein Bears because she had vivid memories of watching Nelson Mandela's televised funeral. Also, she and others recalled the speech that his widow gave at his funeral service. Okay, that's pretty wild. This kind of reminds me of, I think it was, I don't know when it was exactly, but... There's a tweet from Hulk Hogan. Okay, so, so Bam Margera said something, and uh, Hulk Hogan replied with, Rest in peace, Bam, I miss you every day. He thought Bam Margera was dead, and he definitely was not dead at all. Do you yeah, remember that Bam- might just be uh, steroid abuse. Yeah. You're rearing its ugly head in there. He definitely, <laughs> he had quite a time in the 80s, early 90s, so. You think Hogan was big into the coke? I don't know. I heard he liked to party a lot. So, yeah, I think I think he, uh, I wouldn't doubt it. I, I don't know. I wasn't there, so I don't know for sure. But okay. yeah, I'm pretty sure he was definitely into steroids, though. Okay, let me read you his tweet uh, exactly. Damn, Bam, I wish you were still with us. I would sure love to hang out again. My brother, love you, miss you, HH. And then Bam replied, I'm <laughs> still alive, brother, but I miss you, too. fucking hogan man jesus is it true he's dating like an 18 year old or something i don't know about that i know he was super sick and basically there was pictures of him where his muscles were pretty much deflated oh really his, his uh well i mean he also is you know quite a bit older than he used to be but he didn't look like he was in very good health the last uh, the last time I saw any pictures of him, like on the internet, damn, uh, everyone was kind of going nuts about it. Yeah, hopefully uh, the hoax, the Hulkster's okay. Uh, we don't need an angel to give him a, an atomic elbow quite yet. Um, <laughs> how how old would he be? Like fifty, sixty? I think he's I think he's closer to his. He was in his forties during the nineties, which was about twenty five years ago. Damn. So I'd say he's almost seventy years old. Ish. He's right. getting up there. Well, yeah, you know? he's got. Uh, hopefully, he quits the steroids soon. Yeah, I think he already has. I think that's pretty <laughs> much in his past. I was also gonna say too, it might be a CTE. So ah. all those wrestlers have it. Yeah, yeah, very true. Now, after Fiona had actually found others with similar memories of Nelson Mandela's death and funeral, she actually created a website which kind of started other people on the track of finding differences in shared memories of the past. Also, finding different media that had been saved on the internet, trying to find out what exactly was the truth. So she really uh, dove in headfirst with this. Oh, yeah, definitely. So so she was basically, what you're saying is, she remembered this, this way, so she was trying to find like videos or something on the internet proving that he was dead or had a funeral yeah it kind of started other people on the track of trying to find these mandelas everywhere okay okay i never asked who the fuck is fiona broom anyway so basically you know she's an author uh she also kind of claims to be a researcher 
Sure. Uh, pretty much just for this, though, she's kind of like the godmother of, you know, the whole Mandela effect theory. So Gotcha. Okay. Now, for a lot of people who get caught up in these Mandelas, this is kind of where the struggle really begins. This is where a person will find themselves late at night, scouring the internet for evidence of the past, or what has now become commonly known as residue. Now, in some cases, looking up these Mandela effects won't become enough. The person will actually fully immerse themselves in the conspiracy theories that try to explain why these Mandela effects are actually happening. So basically, they're so determined that their memory is right that there has to be in some deep crevice of the internet what they remember, like evidence of what they remember. Oh, definitely. I mean, and it is, you you, you hit the nail on the head. They are looking to justify their own memories, mostly. It's kind of kind of really what's happening here. And it leads down to some pretty pretty weird rabbit holes of just looking at hours and hours of commercials, whatever they whatever they remember. They're trying to find, you know, television, commercials, different little video clips, just trying to find the correct one. So this kind of, I was just thinking about this. Um, this kind of sounds like, you know, someone who, you know, those people where they have to be right about everything. Yes. You, you, you're taking this and be like, there's no way I can misremember this. I have, I'm right. It has to be out there somewhere. Like, it, there's no possibility that... They could be incorrect. Do you know what I mean? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, really, everyone has, it seems like, one of these Mandela effects that really gets to them. You said that yours was the Berenstein Bears. Yeah. So mine actually was the famous line from The Matrix, uh, kind of where Morpheus and Neo first meet. And that's where Morpheus lets out that really famous line, the what if I told you? Okay, phrase. so that's what you remember. Yes, I remember being at the movie, and I remember seeing like and hearing that phrase, the what if I told you? Because I also remember for the next few weeks and months, you always heard people saying the, well, what if I told you, and then whatever they wanted to, you know? And it also became like a huge meme. So, so. What, what did he actually say then? He didn't actually say that, what if I told you saying at all? Interesting. Okay. Uh, quick question. New Matrix. I've heard it's dog shit. Have you seen it? I have seen it. It is dog shit. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Right. Hey, did you ever watch the new Resident Evil movie? No. Okay. Which, which I don't know which Raccoon new one. Raccoon City. Welcome to Raccoon City or something. Oh, no. I, I, I've seen like the first one and maybe parts of like the second. And th but no, I haven't seen the new one. Okay. Uh, I, I went to the theater. I'm a huge Resident Evil fan. Uh, it's so bad. Like, I'm usually pretty lenient on movies. I might give that fucker, like, 2 out of 10. I hate it. And I challenge people to watch it just for the cringe factor. Yeah, it kind of feels like any any blood that they're trying to get from those old stones really just is coming out like crap these days. They're just looking for money grabs, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly. Uh, Hollywood's a bunch of whores, and they will do anything for money. Yeah, turning tricks all over town. <laughs> now, when it now when it comes to getting a small thing from a person's past wrong, they can usually pass it off as you know their own minds just having a simple 
misremembrance. However, when it involves something that they've seen again and again in their past, like perhaps a favorite children's book, a popular brand name, or even an event that may have shaped their life, that unjustified memory becomes something more. It's really just a tentpole of their entire past that's being shaken. Yeah, um, obviously this is kind of, I think, the core of it. Because it seems like a lot of the popular ones are kind of things you remember when you're younger. And then as an adult, you're kind of like, I don't remember it that way. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, definitely, yeah. There's the the Ed McMahon uh, Publishers Clearinghouse commercial. That one gets a lot of people because a lot of people remember Ed McMahon in those commercials showing up to people's doors with the big checks. Okay. Did that not happen? That's one that gets people. That's what I remember. Yeah. No, he didn't work for a publisher's clearinghouse. He actually worked for a, a different company that he was on the commercials for that company, but he never actually worked for the publisher's clearinghouse and showed up to people's doors with checks. That was a different guy. Who did that? Oh, I I didn't think it. I thought you were going to say nobody ever in the commercials went to their house with a big check. I remember that part. Ed McMahon, that, uh, yeah, I don't really, I don't know if I know who that guy is, but. uh, He was Johnny Carson's sidekick. Ah, okay. Uh, No, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't have remembered that. I just thought you were going to say that nobody ever showed up at somebody's house with a giant check. And I was like, whoa, that would have blown my fucking mind. No, he definitely worked in commercials that were similar to the Publishers Clearinghouse's commercials, though he never worked, actually, for Publishers Clearinghouse. Is that shit dead? Because that was the most annoying shit ever. Yeah, it was basically just a a junk mail ring. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you remember, like, that BFG CD or DVD thing? I remember those CD of the Month clubs, the... uh, the music house, whatever they were called, yeah. Columbia House. Yeah. Yeah. You get like uh, 12 CDs free, but then you had to buy like six at full price before you could quit, which were like $40 a piece for a CD. Yeah, I definitely do. It was meant to con like basically young people. It would say like, oh, you only have to buy these CDs and just, you know, it's just 20 cents for a CD, blah, blah, blah. But really it was an early subscription service. Yeah. People didn't realize that. And then they would end up being forced to buy all these CDs that they didn't actually want. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Ah, uh, the days of scams. They just will will never end, will they? Oh, yeah, definitely. So before I get into some of the really popular examples of Mandela effects, we're going to first look into what may be some of the explanations for why these events may be occurring. And as always, the list is going to go from least to most insane. <laughs> It's interesting you choose it to go least to most insane. I always go most insane to least insane. Uh, Interesting how we do that, isn't it? Yeah, I always like to kind of give the reasonable one first and then just go into the, you know, more and more crazy ones. Just the the funner ones for me. (laughs) Now, first off, we have to mention probably the most likely reason for why anyone would experience a Mandela effect. And that is that anyone experiencing these Mandelas is really just kind of confused about the tiny details of something from the past. Even though they remember the larger picture, this will cause them to think that their memories are full and intact. 
Uh, this can happen easily with minor details in reference to what maybe say pop culture, such as the names of famous actors or even brand names. Uh, some of the examples being like really just kind of like mixing together different things. So like maybe Jif peanut butter gets mixed with Skippy and they combine to make people believing that their favorite peanut butter is called Jiffy. Yeah, I, I this was another one that I kind of uh, remember. You know, it's weird. I don't even think we ever had Skippy or Jif in my household. I think we always had our family because my, my parents always bought generic shit from Jack and Jill. Uh, yes. Your family is fairway shoppers, though, right? Yeah, we were uh, we were fairway folk. I remember also there being a lot of Denton Bent uh, stuff at your house, yeah. too. So, yeah. The, you, the old, good old Denton Bent. Yeah. You, you'll get some, uh, like, different countries named for peanut butter. Um, but have you ever, you know, what we were talking about today. Okay. do you First off, do you like peanut butter? Yeah, I, I eat um, it for breakfast, peanut butter and toast. So a girl I work with who's, who's younger said when they were at preschool or daycare or something, they were worried about all the kids with nut allergies or whatever, right? So they would make them eat sunflower seed uh, butter. Like really? Peanut butter, but made with sunflower seeds. I've never heard of that. Have you? No, I haven't. I would. I was going to say pretty sure the school we went, if they found out that a kid had a nut allergy, they would just kind of slowly feed them nuts to get them over it and just kind of let them seize out on the floor a little bit. Well, I mean, at Catholic school, I'm assuming um, they would they would just say they were possessed by a demon or something if they can't yeah. eat peanut butter in the basement of a church. I mean, you cannot get more evil than that. Definitely. Sister Mariella would just assume that they had the devil in them. <laughs> Smash their fingers with a fucking ruler. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So getting back into pop culture, uh, there is a lot of times when famous uh, scenes and references from the past kind of get parodied and repeated over and over again falsely in the media. Now, these parodies or false scenes can actually create false memories of the original event that can be perpetuated throughout time and society. Uh, this actually causes the original event or the original scene to actually fade into the distance. It'll be replaced and eventually turn into a Mandela effect with everyone who now claims that they remember that original event, actually only remembering the secondhand references or the parried, parodied reference, using them as proof of residue, even though they were never true in the first place. So this is interesting, an interesting, like, example you use here or theory because if we take, for example, I know the Forrest Gump one's a really big one. Like, I, I can't remember exactly. Maybe you know it's, uh, he's, everyone says, he says life is like a box of chocolates, but he says it a different way. Um, or let's, yes. or let's say the Matrix one that you remember, right? Even though it's being parodied and talked about in, in, in media and, and different things like that, there's still people who are actively watching these movies, I would assume, every day around the world. You would think they would catch up on that while they're watching the movie, wouldn't you? Like, pick up on that it's not how 
most people remember it when they're watching the movie again. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of where these Mandela effects come from, is when somebody actually watches the movie and catches the real line. So um, there's a Black Eyed Peas song from <laughs> 2008, 2009 called Boom Boom Pow. Do you remember that one? Probably. Was this like a popular song you'd hear in bars? You heard it basically every 10 to 15 minutes on the radio. Okay. Every day for about a year. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. I, I'm sh I can almost guarantee I've heard it. Yeah. So there's a famous line in that song, and it's, I'm so 2008, you're <laughs> so 2000 and late. Do you remember that? Uh, kind of. Yeah, you're not so great with the pop culture. No, not, but, with, not uh, with like pop music. Yeah, you'd really have to listen to the radio back then to hear that. Now, so the everyone remembers as you, I'm so 2008 when really it was I'm so 3008. And if you listen to it after being told, you can definitely hear it. But if you're not told about it, you keep hearing 2008 over and over again. It's kind of weird. Huh. Could that just be because of how his voice sounds? It's a woman who sings it. Oh yeah, Fergie, Fergie. I forgot that. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the greatest national anthem singer of our lifetime, uh Fergie. Do you do you do you pick up on that reference? No, I didn't. Oh, she did like the national anthem for a NBA game of some sort, um, and it was horrendous. Okay, no, I didn't see that one. Yeah, just for a quick reference for the people listening for the Forrest Gump one, let me read the exact quote here. Um, so everyone remembered as my mama, my mama always said life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get, right? What he actually yep. says is my mama always said life was like a box of chocolates. Yeah. Well, it's the is and was. Yeah. See, that's an interesting one. Yeah. Okay. I see it. I mean, I guess people do get is and was mixed up all the time. Right. So I, maybe yeah. that's just what it is. Well, it's also because the is and the was is said kind of quickly. So right. it, like the way that people speak, it blends in. That might be the excuse for that one. Why people remember it that way. Speaking of Tom Hanks, are you aware that Tom Hanks's son, Chet Hanks, is insane? No, I wasn't. So uh, <laughs> it was just a news report. So Chet Hanks is kind of like a QAnon guy and all that. Um, okay. He He released a quote saying that, he didn't grow up with any strong male role models in his life. So Tom Hanks yeah. wasn't really. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I, he was busy acting. <laughs> I'm Must like, have been busy working I, or something. I think that Chet might just be a little asshole. That's what I think. Tom Hanks seems like the nicest person. Yeah. Who knows, though? He might be an asshole behind the scenes. You never know. True. Very true. But usually that leaks out. Yeah. So a good example of this, I was going to mention is the famous Star Wars quote. This is spoken by Darth Vader to Luke Skywalker. Probably the most famous quote of the movie. So the actual saying is, no, I am your father. But it has been repeatedly misquoted over the years. And everyone now thinks that it's Luke, I am your father. Yeah. Because of all of the popular uh, television parodies. Okay, this is, some, well, this is definitely one that I remember as Luke, I am your father. Um, how about you? Yeah, I remembered it as Luke, I am your father, but I had to admit I had mostly the parody and not really the movie yeah. as much. 
So. Yeah, that that's very true. So uh, about Star Wars, Phil, I was at Half Price Books uh, last weekend, right? They have okay. an entire section of just Star Wars novels, and there's so many different topics. It's quite insane. I would have never even guessed that there was that many novels in regards to the Star Wars universe. It's a little side note, but it's just like you can really take that goddamn series anywhere. Yeah, it's all fan fiction. Those are all written by different people. Oh, okay. Uh, yep. I just thought it was crazy to just see just what people do with it. Yeah, when uh, when Disney actually bought Star Wars, they tried to get rid of all of the fan fiction from being on the shelves. They tried to claim that none of it was canon, but then they put out three terrible fucking movies, <laughs> and now everyone says that their movies aren't canon. Ah, so yeah. take that, Disney, you son of a bitch. Yeah, they are a bunch of fucking assholes. <laughs> it shouldn't belong to them. Now, the next explanation for the Mandela effect involves the way that a person is actually introduced to the whole theory of Mandela effects. Now, this is either by someone else from real life or possibly even from the internet or from an internet article, uh, kind of really just pushing some example onto them in the way that more or less implants slight differences into their head from like what reality really was. It tries to make them believe that this is the way that it always was. Now, an example of this is when the question is presented to them, do you remember the cartoon, The Flintstones? Yes. Yeah. And then telling the person that that cartoon was never actually named The Flintstones. It was actually named The Flintstones. Yeah. See, this one I don't think tricked me. Um, I don't know. Did that one get you previously? Well, no, it's not the, it's not the, the, it's not the differences. It's the way that I said it. Yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah. 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 Do you remember the cartoon, the Flintstones? If I would have said, do you remember the cartoon, the Flintstones? Oh, you would have said, I... oh yeah, no, I remember the Flintstones. Gotcha. You know? It's the way that I said it. You, if I would have actually wanted you to say what the cartoon's name was, I would have said, do you remember the cartoon with, Bam Bam and Barney and and then I would have just kept on naming the characters and said, oh yeah, the Flintstones or the Flintstones to see which one you actually said. Right. Yes. That's a that's a good point. I see what you did there. Could that one be spread just a speculation here? Because it was mainly a kid's show, and as we know, kids don't always pronounce things correctly. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, and it's something from so long ago. There was a, a movie also that came out probably, what, 20-some years ago, and then a shitty sequel. But it's something that everyone remembers from their past. But it's just the kind of way... It's also called priming. Um, some examples of priming are maybe asking how tall or short a person is, rather than asking what their height is. So if I asked you, well, how short is that girl? You would assume, naturally, that the girl is short. Or how tall is that girl? You would assume then that she must be a tall girl. So that's kind of what priming is in a nutshell. Interesting. I've never, never really had heard of that, but uh, I got, it does make sense. Kind of like a leading question almost. Yes. Yeah, definitely. You are just trying to lead them to a conclusion without them really even realize that you're like manipulating what they're thinking. Uh, a question for you, Phil. Do you think the old Hannah Barba or Barbara or whatever it was, Cartoons like the Flintstones uh, kind of suck. 
I haven't really watched them in 30 years. I don't know who <laughs> Hannah Bar- This is a company. Oh. Uh, I think they made the Did they Jetsons. make the Jetsons? Yeah, Jetsons, Flintstones. I think Scooby-Doo. Um, I thought that they were really good when I was a kid. But watching them back now, you know, obviously, they're meant for children. So doesn't, they're not as, you know, they're not as entertaining as they were when I Doesn't Fred Flintstone, like, constantly threaten to beat his wife, too? I mean, that was pretty much all television back in the <laughs> right. 60s. So. Right. Fred Flintstone, I mean, he realistically in the show was a, you know, Neanderthal. But he was supposed to be that kind of, like, you know, that sitcom 50s man type type dude right and he took dumps yep. in that that bird that uh that like remember their toilet was like a bird of some kind yeah it was uh like a bird with a giant mouth that was shaped like a- <laughs> yes i remember that what a life that poor thing lives <laughs> unless it's that's its kink you know you can't yeah, uh, can't true. shave it for yeah, that let's not this is a fucking, it might be working pro bono so. scat scat scattered <laughs> how would you say it? scattered Dactyl, maybe, or something like that. A scatodactyl? Yeah. The shit bird. <laughs> yeah. It's just like Gordon Ramsay he loves shit. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so the next theory that I'm going to go into kind of combines the Mandela effect with another very popular theory, and that is the simulation theory. Uh, it is, suggests that every time there is a slight change in how we remember things, it's only really just kind of a slight glitch in the matrix. Not all of us, though, receive the newest and latest updates to the matrix. Okay. So we kind of remember things differently from the past than others do. Yeah, this is a, this is an interesting one. Obviously, you covered simulation theory Fuck, was that in like the first 10 episodes or something? That was the 10th episode, I believe. (laughs) Yeah. Man, 135 episodes ago. Quite crazy. But did you talk about this particular thing on said episode? I talked about it a tiny bit. So it kind of crosses over a little bit for why we might be experiencing the simulation theory is because of Mandela effects. Honestly, though, if we were to believe simulation theory was a real thing. I would assume this would be a problem because obviously if we're nothing more than a software, I I guess then um, have you ever met or used a piece of software that hasn't had some sort of error attached to it? Right. I, I I've literally oh. never had any electronic that hasn't had some sort of problem with it. Yeah, I'm surprised every single day that I come and having like my work computer not just start on fire right in front of me. <laughs> that thing, I cannot figure that thing out. It's I swear it's got little fucking gremlins living. So yeah, I definitely wouldn't want to be living in a simulation, but it would explain kind of how the the world has gone down the shitter so quickly recently. So so do you think the control master wants the world to start failing like Maybe he's too overpowered and he needs to down level or start a new game and start over again. Ooh, I don't know. Uh, maybe the whole thing has just had too many Microsoft updates and, you know, the whole simulation is just breaking down. The software is just shit. That kind of deal. <laughs> they needs a whole reboot. They need a new, new Windows package. Uh, we need to go from Windows XP to Windows 7 type of ordeal. Yep. 
Definitely. We just uploaded uh, Windows 10 on here, but now it wants 11. Yeah. And we also need a new charger too. So <laughs> now the next theory uh, is kind of one that is a little bit stranger. I did say that they were strange. Uh, this one states that the use of the Large Hadron Collider is actually ripping our reality apart by creating little black holes that's kind of almost moving us into parallel dimensions. Uh, this is causing some people really to fall in and out of the reality that we're in, uh, leaving others behind in the old one. Meaning that some people remember the past differently, and this is due to having to be from a different dimension. So even members of your family, your you know boyfriend, girlfriend, what have you, you might have known them for years and years, but actually you could be from completely different dimensions. Huh. Okay. I mean, this could explain certain people's behavior uh, changing rapidly. And if you're involved with a relationship or whatever, um, do you now again, here we go. We've covered the large hard haired on. Uh, <laughs> Hadron. Hadron. Hard on. <laughs> I mean, it kind of looks like a big hard on. But anyway, yeah, we covered this. I, I don't know if I remember talking about that at all. But uh, yeah, that is a scary piece of equipment. Maybe that's plausible. Um, how scary would it be that, let's just say you and I, for example, you are talking to me, but I'm actually, you've known me my whole life pretty much, but I am a Cody from a different dimension, but I didn't realize it. Yeah, that would be pretty crazy if... The Cody and Phil that were originally knew each other, like one of us, like we could actually have gone through like completely different reality splits. So over the years, it's just been different us's like inhabiting this reality. That would be pretty weird. That'd it's be, a weird thought to think of. It kind of leads you down a rabbit hole in your own mind. That's uh, a very, very strange. There was a movie. I wish I could remember the name of it. I think it's called Coherence or coherent or something. Have you ever watched this movie? No, I haven't. I was going to say Monsters, Inc., but that's just my answer <laughs> for everything. Uh, yeah, in this movie, basically, it's like the main character, and then I think she's in a house with all her friends and boyfriend or something like that. Um, mm. This weird storm or comet or something passes over Earth, and then they start to realize whenever they go to a new house, it's them in that house but it's actually like they're kind of in a different dimension and they okay. keep like accidentally swapping their friends from different houses and they can't figure out and then like the thing ends and it goes back to normal but they don't have the original friends that they had and all the houses were like different dimensions kind of yeah everyone's just kind of slightly different yeah yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. It's kind of a. It's very confusing film, but it's it's pretty good actually. Yeah, there's also the movie uh, Jet Li is in it. It's called The One. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's a. It's a. It's not his best movie, but I enjoyed it. It has a great soundtrack. But basically, there's multiple dimensions, and Jet Li is actually in that movie. Those those different uh, versions of Jet Li are very much different from each other. It's not just minor little differences in what they remember or how they are. Uh, the one is just the Jet Li goes back to kill other Jet Li's, so he gets yes. more powerful, right? Yeah, the character Lawless. 
goes back, goes into different dimensions and tries to kill other himself to get all of the power. Basically, again, uh, sounds very similar to Hulk Hogan. Yes, definitely. I'm sure that he... must be hulking, him hulking up. Is him going to a different dimension and just killing a different version of Hulk Hogan, <laughs> one where he becomes a rock star, probably. Is his move the atomic elbow or is it the atomic leg drop? No, it's the. Uh, so he does the big boot and then he drops the leg, pins him one, two, three, and then just goes home. Okay. So that's his his big move is uh, basically just you know having someone job out for him. That's his big move. Gotcha. Okay. Well, maybe. When he lifted up Andre the Giant and slammed him at WrestleMania 3, maybe that caused a rip in uh, reality. Oh, yeah. Just uh, completely crashed the galaxy <laughs> down to Earth. So the last explanation I'm going to go into is a thought that there are people in the future actually traveling back to the past and making big changes. Though, due to the butterfly effect, the chain reaction occurs, which makes other slightly smaller changes happen as a result. And if we mention time travels at all, you have to mention, of course, Barry Satiro. Yep. Um, the, the most notorious, most famous time traveling reptilian. Um, yeah, he, this is an interesting one because I think again, as you, you know, you might say you're a sci-fi fan. Um, this is kind of a popular trope that you go back and pass to change the future, such as um, people are always like, oh, if you could go back in time, what would you do? A lot of people are like, oh, I might kill Hitler. Um, yes. But the truth is you'd just be a baby killer then. Um, the thing is, like, I, I kind of wonder if time travel even is possible, if it would even work like that. Do you know what I'm saying? Are you more on that side, like it would create a butterfly effect, or are you more on the end that, you're just changing in that particular dimension that you are in for that timeline. I think that's, ooh, that's a good question. So the whole killing Hitler thing, I actually think that it's almost, this is kind of a weird thing to say, but it's almost like, luckily, Hitler was so incompetent that there was no way that he could succeed. Um, right. If you had someone else in there, they might be more competent. They, they probably wouldn't be addicted to meth or have all of the mental, you know, disorders that Hitler probably had. Right. So I'm I'm guessing that putting someone else in charge of that movement uh without him to be like kind of the 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 figurehead of the movement, maybe it wouldn't have went as far, but I do think that it, it would be a bad idea not having someone in there stupid enough to invade Russia. Right. Or, you know, uh they basically they joined Japan in declaring states when they didn't need to. That was another stupid thing that he did. So well, a lot of it was the mess. Though, I, th so. I think you could have went either way with that. You could have had some, see, it's funny you mentioned that. I'll say this first. I was thinking even if it wasn't Hitler, I'm pretty sure somebody would have taken the reins at that point. Um, it just happened to be him. It's, but yeah, you could have gotten someone who is much stupider than Hitler, or you could have gotten someone who is much more intelligent than Hitler. So, but yeah, it's kind of a, it's the perfect revisionist history, I guess the, yes. the, the butterfly effect thing. But again, um, I guess this could be an explanation. I'm not sure. I believe there's time travelers, but I guess if that could have fucked things up. Yeah. It's, um, 
really it you kind of almost go down this was another one that you go down into a if you went back in time to change things, would things actually change like that you wanted to change? Could you actually, you would almost have to do all of your, as much research as you could just to pinpoint one little change. Like a lot of people say killing Hitler when he was a baby, that would, you know, make the big change basically happen. But who knows what little things you would change from not having that, you know, is a, is the United States still a superpower for the next 50 some odd years? If there is no World War II, no fight in Germany, does do the allies actually team up and like stop Japan or do they just kind of like let them, you know, invade all of the like Pacific besides like the British countries, Uh, the British colonies? Well, the U.S. wouldn't have went to the moon. We know that via uh, Operation German scientists. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, it would have it would have actually been without that. It probably would have been German going to the moon. Very true. Um, That is a very good point. You know what I was just thinking? What if you had a very Christian individual and they're like, I go back in time and save Jesus. Well, if Jesus didn't die on the cross, I don't know. I think the whole religion would fall apart, wouldn't it? Yeah, you would probably want to tell that religious person maybe to go back in time and see if Jesus. (laughs) That's probably what I would tell them. Okay. Uh, Well, you could maybe dismantle the whole religion if they go back and save him. True. Maybe, you know, maybe there's some other religious leader who starts Christianity who's not Jesus. Well, then uh, what if you had, so they go back to save Jesus. Let's say this is Mitch McConnell's dream, right? He goes back to save Jesus and then they just end up crucifying him. And then he becomes the martyr for the religion. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Mitch McConnell's dreams are a little bit more uh, dirty and nefarious than that. (laughs) Probably you know, taking America back to the mid 1800s. I guess. Yeah. 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 That is a weird thing. There's uh there's movies about that too, where people try to go back in time and be, you know, meet Jesus. And then it turns out they are Jesus. So the ultimate that's paradox kind of the weird there. thing. Yeah. Anyway, continue on. Phil. <laughs> yeah. So that was the kind of the last one for my explanations of like why these Mandela effects might be happening. Uh, Obviously that last one was the craziest. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. So now I'm just going to get a little bit into some of my favorite. Um, I've already mentioned the one about the matrix and that famous line actually never occurring. Uh, There's also some other famous ones from pop culture. There's the, the one from I love Lucy where Lucy's husband says, Lucy, you have some splaining to do. Apparently, he never said that line in the TV show. What did he say, Phil? He said basically different versions of like splaining. Like you have some splaining or something like that. Hmm. Look, I've watched I Love Lucy. Um, Used to watch a lot of TV land uh, because my grandma really liked it. But I don't really remember that line in particular. I always remember him kind of. What did he always say? Lucy, and then like point his finger, right? Yeah, he would say stuff like Lucy, splain, or <laughs> splain that if you can. Basically, he I, would never say Lucy. You have some splain, though. My favorite part about that show, right? You have Lucy and Ricardo. You know, fairly con- attractive couple, um, and then their best friends were like two fucking dinosaurs who are apparently supposed to be the same age as them. Uh, nobody's buying that. Yeah, they were. It was definitely uh, 
a little strange. I mean, obviously they, uh, you know, back then no one had any like moisturizer. Nobody really, you know, took care of themselves. So honestly, you know, their their best friends could have been younger than they were. Who knows? Everybody smoked three packs of cigarettes a day Very and just true. drank scotch with fucking breakfast. The so. old the old man, um, the boyfriend of their her of Lucy's friend, he was actually only twenty four years old, but he he yeah. just looked like he was seventy five. Well, that's kind of just like everyone always says how Paul Rudd might be a vampire because he just doesn't age. So it's one of those deals where if he was an actor 60 years ago, he would look completely different as a man in his 50s than he does now. Very true. Uh, Paul Rudd can thank Adrenochrome for that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Moisturizer and just, you know, teenage, teenage boys blood pretty much. That's what's uh, keeping him young. So the next one I'm going to do is the wonderful, everyone's favorite Shaquille O'Neal movie, Kazam. Yeah. That one, if, if you remember that, he was a genius, came out of a boombox. I mean, it, you know, snubbed at the Oscars, really. But a lot of people remember Sidbad, Sinbad in that movie and the movie being called Shazam, not Kazam. Yeah, this one, I've never watched the movie, but uh, yeah, I definitely... Definitely remember that as well. Um, have you actually seen this movie? Yes, I have seen Kazam. So my oldest brother actually managed, and they would get the little, like the free VHS tapes uh, for the people working at the movie. For the people working at the video rental place, they would actually give them free VHSs uh, to take home. And we would get those VHSs from him. So one of them was Kazam. We probably watched it about 100 times. Ooh, I am sorry for your household, Phil. Yeah, we had only the uh, the network television. So just any movie we could just watch. We watched it over and over again. <laughs> Interesting one. But yeah, yes, I've definitely heard of that one. That's a very um, popular, popular Mandela effect. Yeah. I mean, there's also some other popular ones, right, from, you know, popcorn from movies. Um, if you've ever seen the movie Risky Business, so a lot of people kind of either imitate or maybe they dress up for Halloween. Uh, Tom Cruise basically is dancing in his socks, underwear, and a dress shirt. A lot of people remember him wearing sunglasses in that scene. Uh, a lot of the like the residue people claim will be people's Halloween costumes with him wearing sunglasses. But, I mean, there if you watch the movie again, he's never wearing sunglasses. You know what? That one just got me, and I've seen Risky Business about 10 times. You know why that probably is? Is because the cover has him in glasses. Sunglasses. Has him in sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things where you're, maybe your brain together. That could be a good... I mean, that could be it. But it's weird. I mean, everyone remembers. Every time you see any... I mean, it's been parodied hundreds of times, like, across television and yeah. movies. Yeah. But you always see sunglasses. I love that movie. Uh, obviously, yeah, you that's like so famous. The guy in his tidy whiteies comes sliding across the floor dancing. But anyway, um, I love though that era of Tom Cruise before he went completely nuts. Those yes, my before Scientology movies. creeped yeah, in. Yeah, uh, Risky Business, Cocktail. I'm trying to think. I'm forgetting Ooh. another one there. Top when, Gun. Yeah, Top Gun, but he was a little older in Top Gun. Yeah, he was a little, um, mine is, uh, 
Days of Thunder. That's my favorite Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Old Hardy's The NASCAR there. movie. Yeah. <laughs> Hardy's and Mountain Dew, right? Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> it was Mellow Yellow. But... Mellow Yellow. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, there are some ones that are famous from history. Uh, some of the big ones seem to involve JFK a lot. So there's one, um, if you've ever seen the Zabruder film, most people remember the car that was taking JFK down the road when he got shot. Remember it as a convertible with only four people in it. But if you actually go back and watch the Zabruder film, there's six people in it. It's a convertible stretch limo with two Secret Service members up front the governor of Texas and his wife in the middle and Jackie Kennedy and JFK in the, the back seat. That is interesting because I remember, yeah, like uh, a convertible, like Lincoln continental or something like that. Uh, yes. Big ass boat thing. It's interesting. So there's three rows of seats. Yes. There's three rows of seats. There's another thing with this too, being connected with something so the reenactment that they set up later on, they had a pretty famous documentary. The car that they used was actually a white convertible. So that supposedly is what everyone's thinking of as the car that JFK got shot in. That was before the Zabruder film was released. So this was kind of burned into people's memories that it was a convertible with four people in it, like a white Lincoln. See, that one doesn't get me. I vividly remember like the dark blue or like super dark blue or black uh, car, maybe even like dark purple. Um, I don't remember the white limo. Uh, I, you know what the other thing could be with this too? Like you're not really focused on the car. You're focused on his head fucking exploding. Yes. Yeah, definitely. From that Zabruder film. Yeah. You're focused on yeah. basically watching the front part of his forehead just kind of explode out right so, right exactly trying to figure out the bullet trajectory so there's also another thing with this so when i was growing up i remember hearing a conspiracy theory from uh a few people in my family and from others about how they believed and a lot of people back then had believed that it was actually the driver in front of jfk who had shot him okay um wouldn't this have just been a conspiracy theory, though? Well, people remember it from the Zabruder film. They remember seeing him reaching back and shooting him. But with the Mandela effect and with there being two people now in between the driver and JFK, it actually switched up. So now it looks like Jackie Kennedy is actually shooting JFK in the throat. Ah, okay. All right. See, I just remember him getting shot and, like, collapsing, and then the Secret Service guy from the passenger seat, like, covers him, right? With his body? Well, no, the Secret Service guy kind of jumps on the back of the limo, shielding them from behind, and then the limo speeds away. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's... See, there, I just almost did it to myself. Um, yeah. Remembered it incorrectly. Yeah, so basically, kind of how it looks in the Zabruder film is... Jackie Kennedy, after the first time JFK gets shot, she kind of leans over and looks like she's... And then it kind of looks like her hand goes up underneath her throat. And that's when, like, a bullet fragment or something pops out of the top of his head. And it looks like she shot him, like, in the bottom of the throat. 
do you think she did fill? Well, no, I think it just kind of looks like that just because <laughs> of how, you know, the film is. And yeah, he happened yeah. to get shot at the exact same time. But it is with the first time you see it, like you kind of look at it, you can't believe what you're seeing because it definitely looks like she reaches underneath his throat and then the top of his head explodes out. Yeah, it probably doesn't help that it's like 60p quality yeah. film too. Um... Exactly. <laughs> and then afterwards, it looks like she's hiding the gun behind the limo seat. But that's the part where they claim that she was trying to get out of the limo. Honestly, though, let's be real, Phil. Um, for how JFK treated her, she probably did deserve to shoot him if she wanted to. <laughs> Just gotta at throw least that in the out legs. There. Yeah, yeah, at least in the at least like, in the way, or at least shoot his dick off or something. Yeah, definitely might have might have kept him a little more faithful. <laughs> so there are some other popular ones. Um, I I already mentioned the brand name Jiffy. Uh, there's a lot of like popular brand names that people think are different, but are actually just kind of not how they remember. So obviously Chick-fil-A, pretty popular sam uh, chicken sandwich joint. A lot of people remember the chick in Chick-fil-A having a K at the end. Turns out it never had a K, but if you go on the internet, you can find all sorts of residue. Uh, a lot of it Photoshopped, but with a K at the front. Uh, there's also the brand Febreze. A lot of people remember it having uh, two E's as in F-E-B-R-E-E-Z-E. -E but apparently there's only one E. Wow, that's a new one. That one uh, tripped me up a little bit. Yeah, a lot of people remember it just as Febreze. The thing is, too, it's one of those deals where it's not really something that you like noticed or your brain actually read. Your yeah. brain just kind of like reads, reads it, knows it's a bottle of whatever fabric freshener mm -hmm. and knows like Febreze. You're not actually reading it. So. Right, right. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. I honestly, that one fucked me up. Yeah, there's also, I mean, there's a shit ton. They're all over. The uh, another one that got me was Cheese It. So apparently it's Cheese It and not Cheese It's. Yeah, yeah, I think that, yeah, I think that, I think that one's normal. I so think you that remember one's Cheese It? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember Cheese It's. So that one kind of got me. Yeah, the Febreze one is really fucking me up because I'm looking up pictures of it. But I guess, you know, what that could be is because our human mind, in English anyway, um, spells breeze with two E's. So, and naturally, maybe we're just automatically filling that out. Yeah. I mean, your your brain might just be kind of autocorrecting for you. Yeah. Without yeah. even, like, your brain does that with a lot, of, a lot of, like, misspelled things that you, sometimes you'll run right through, like, a misspelling and not even notice it. Because your right. brain really is only half reading anyway. Mm. So there's one more that I'm going to kind of mention. Uh, it's actually one of my absolute from history. I mean, it's art history, but it's still history. So the Mona Lisa, I remember back when I first took an art history class at Northern Iowa, we kind of looked at the Mona Lisa and we had a little debate of course on, is she smiling or is she not smiling? Yeah, that old thing. Kind of like how you perceive the painting is what it was all about. But now if you look at the Mona Lisa, she's definitely smiling. Like it's, there's no debate anymore if she's smiling or not smiling. Really? Because. Yeah. So if you, if you actually look that up, you'll see it. Okay. I'm going to look that up real quick. See, the thing is, I guess I never had a like art study class like that. So I didn't particularly look closely at it. 
Um, but yeah. yeah, the smiling or grimacing or like smiling or uh, what what would be the word there? Like smirking, I guess. I yeah, mean, it's definitely it, a smirk. It's it could still be interpreted as it's, it's kind hard to of say it's smile. not smiling in some form. Right, right. Um, but yeah, the frowny face, I do kind of remember that one as well. Uh, but yeah, I would say she is not grinning, or I'm sorry, yeah, grinning, semi-smiling, whatever, I don't know. But uh, but yeah, I kind of see what you're saying. And you remember... I remember her expression being very full, like almost, almost no expression, to the point where you were trying to... Is she smiling or is she frowning? One of those deals. And you had this class in college? Yes. Huh. Yeah, where we talked about it. Interesting. So this one is, that one probably really messed you up, huh? Well, yeah. I mean, it was one of those deals where you're kind of like looking through, you know, maybe a hundred of them. Kind of one of those little compilation videos of Mandela. And that one kind of got me. So the first time I had seen it was probably about a year and a half ago. Interesting. Yeah, I I mean I can definitely remember the the talk about her facial expression. But yeah, from the picture, I mean, maybe it's just because you literally just told me she's definitely smiling that in my head now that's what I'm interpreting it as. Um but I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. I mean, that's just like what I was saying about uh one of the explanations. Kind of like the manipulation or the priming. So yeah. yeah, that could possibly be it too. Okay, so tell me, Phil, why do you think the Mandela effect phenomena has started? Which one of your explanations do you think could be the actual culprit here? Well, I mean, obviously you have to pick Barry Satiro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's just going back in time, just doing whatever, you know, making his best bud Barack Obama president, of course. But I would definitely say I I'm thinking it's mostly collective false memories it's just kind of one of those deals where it's said so many times or it's parodied so many times that you just kind of remember it also a combination of that and other memories of different events just kind of like creeping in and mixing together just like ed mcmahon and publishers clearinghouse he never worked for that company but he worked for a similar company that also gave money out to people on commercials so yeah, I suppose it only takes a few people to misinterpret what the famous thing is, and then they start saying it to each other, and then it just kind of becomes, oh, that's what was said, when that actually wasn't said. Um, like you basically had mentioned there, kind of everybody misremembering it. The thing that I thought was most interesting is, like, if you were to believe in a simulation theory... Why change such minuscule things? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it is kind of weird. Almost like they're, that's why I kind of think if it glitches, little fuck ups that they had with the programming, they fixed maybe the big fuck up, but then little fuck ups remained that you can't like, kind of like how in a computer program, it's easy to fix the big fuck up, but then little fuck ups just kind of like are hiding in every crevice. You can't really sweep them all away. Very true. That is, uh, yep. I guess that would kind of explain it, like an incidental change. Oh, yeah, definitely. And if there is some kind of like, you know, program or some kind of godlike 
running the simulation? Do they really care if they fucked up, you know, the spelling of Chick-fil-A or Febreze? No. You know what I mean? It's just no. it's just these little things that don't really matter. Here's what we're going to say from Sub-D, though. If the controller of simulation theory is out there, just go ahead and delete Jeff Bezos for us. Yes, definitely. Uh, we'll... Just just make it not happen. That'd be great. <laughs> now, if uh, now if anybody out there uh, wants to email us and tell us about uh, the Mandela effect that fucked them up, where can they do that, Phil? Yeah, if you want to tell us about your favorite Mandela effects, hit us up on our email, subliminaldpodcast at gmail. Probably an even easier way to get a hold of us is on our Instagram account. Subliminal Deception Podcast on IG. Uh, we love hearing from everybody. Got a lot of great messages. Uh, you know, people telling us, giving us ideas for future episodes. It's great. Keep them coming. Uh, Cody and I both have our own Instagram accounts. Minus SD Podfill. Cody, you got one? Yeah, you can follow me at Cody's Above on Instagram and send me a message. Give me some uh, recommendations. I love that. Um, Joshua, actually, who gave me the episode idea for last week actually hit me back up to thank me for uh you know taking his advice on that episode and i really appreciate that and gave me some more insider information that uh, maybe i'll have to share at one of these times uh the last thing we need you guys to do is to log on itunes leave a show five star review does not matter what you say um type in whatever just make sure it's five stars if you're a spotify user you can also leave us a five star review but you don't have to write on that one you can just Click the stars nice and easy. Um, Phil, great episode. This is a popular topic. Um, one that's really, uh, really gave people a lot of brain farts, but I think you have a very rational explanation for the reason for Mandela effects. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed the episode, and we will see you next time. Thanks, guys. <laughs>